section twenty one of the crime of sylvestre bonheur by anatole france this librivox recording is in the public domain june four i like to look out of my window at the seine and its keys on those soft grey mornings which give such an infinite tenderness of tint to everything i have seen that azure sky which flings so luminous a calm over the bay of naples but our parisian sky is more animated more kindly more spiritual it smiles threatens caresses takes an aspect of melancholy or a look of merriment like a human gaze at this moment it is pouring down a very gentle light on the men and beasts of the city as they accomplish their daily tasks over there on the opposite bank the stevedores of the poor saint nicolas are unloading a cargo of cow's horns while two men standing on a gangway are tossing sugar loaves from one to the other and thence to somebody in the hold of a steamer on the north quay the cab horses standing in a line under the shade of the plane trees each with its head in a nose-bag are quietly munching their oats while the rubicon drivers are drinking at the counter of the wine-cellar opposite but all the while keeping a sharp lookout for early customers the dealers in second-hand books put their boxes on the parapet these good retailers of mind who are always in the open air with blouses loose to the breeze have become so weather-beaten by the wind the rain the frost the snow the fog and the great sun that they end by looking very much like the old statues of cathedrals they are all friends of mine and i scarcely ever pass by their boxes without picking out of one of them some old book which i had always been in need of up to that very moment without any suspicion of the fact on my part then on my return home i have to endure the outcries of my housekeeper who accuses me of bursting all my pockets and filling the house with waste paper to attract the rats therese is wise about that and it is because she is wise that i do not listen to her for in spite of my tranquil mien i have always preferred the folly of the passions to the wisdom of indifference but just because my own passions are not of that sort which burst out with violence to devastate and kill the common mind is not aware of their existence nevertheless i am greatly moved by them at times and it has more than once been my fate to lose my sleep for the sake of a few pages written by some forgotten monk or printed by some humble apprentice of peter schaeffer and if these fierce enthusiasms are slowly being quenched in me it is only because i am being slowly quenched myself our passions are ourselves my old books are me i am just as old and thumb-worn as they are a light breeze sweeps away along with the dust of the pavements the winged seeds of the plane trees and the fragments of hay drop from the mouths of the horses the dust is nothing remarkable in itself but as i watch it flying i remember a moment in my childhood when i watched just such a swirl of dust and my old parisian soul is much affected by that sudden recollection 
all that i see from my window that horizon which extends to the left as far as the hills of chaillot and enables me to distinguish the arc de triomphe like a die of stone the seine river of glory and its bridges the ash trees of the terrace of the tuileries the louvre of the renaissance cut and graven like goldsmith work and on my right towards the pont neuf pont lutetia novus dictus as it is named on old engravings all the old and venerable part of paris with its towers and spires all that is my life it is myself and i should be nothing but for all those things which are thus reflected in me through my thousand varying shades of thought inspiring me and animating me that is why i love paris with an immense love and nevertheless i am weary and i know that there can be no rest for me in the heart of this great city which thinks so much which has taught me to think and which forever urges me to think more and how avoid being excited among all these books which incessantly tempt my curiosity without ever satisfying it at one moment it is a date i have to look for at another it is the name of a place i have to make sure of or some quaint term of which it is important to determine the exact meaning words why yes words as a philologist i am their sovereign they are my subjects and like a good king i devote my whole life to them but shall i not be able to abdicate some day i have an idea that there is somewhere or other quite far from here a certain little cottage where i could enjoy the quiet i so much need while awaiting that day in which a greater quiet that which can be never broken shall come to wrap me all about i dream of a bench before the threshold and a field spreading away out of sight but i must have a fresh smiling young face beside me to reflect and concentrate all that freshness of nature i could then imagine myself a grandfather and all the long void of my life would be filled i am not a violent man and yet i become easily vexed and all my works have caused me quite as much pain as pleasure and i do not know how it is that i still keep thinking about that very conceited and very inconsiderated impertinence which my young friend of the luxembourg took the liberty to utter about me some three months ago i do not call him friend in irony for i love studious youth with all its temerities and imaginative eccentricities still my young friend certainly went beyond all bounds master amboise Parve, Paré, who was the first to attempt the ligature of arteries and who having commenced his profession at a time when surgery was only performed by quack barbers nevertheless succeeded in lifting the science to the high place it now occupies was assailed in his old age by all the young sawbones apprentices being grossly abused during a discussion by some young addlehead who might have been the best son in the world but who certainly lacked all sense of respect the old master answered him in his treatise de la mumie de la licorne de venin et de la peste i pray him said the great man i pray him that if he desire to make any contradictions to my reply he abandon all animosities and treat the good old man with gentleness this answer seems admirable from the pen of amboise Paré, and even had it been written by a village bonesetter grown grey in his calling and mocked by some young stripling it would still be worthy of all praise 
it might perhaps seem that my memory of the incident had been kept alive only by a base feeling of resentment i thought so myself at first and reproached myself for thus dwelling on the saying of a boy who could not yet know the meaning of his own words but my reflections on this subject subsequently took a better course that is why i now note them down in my diary i remember that one day when i was twenty years old that was more than half a century ago i was walking about in that very same garden of the luxembourg with some comrades we were talking about our old professors and one of us happened to name monsieur petit radel an estimable and learned man who was the first to throw some light upon the origins of early etruscan civilization but who had been unfortunate enough to prepare a chronological table of the lovers of helen we all laughed a great deal about that chronological table and i cried out petit radel is an ass not in three letters but in twelve whole volumes this foolish speech of my adolescence was uttered too lightly to be a weight on my conscience as an old man may god kindly prove to me some day that i never used a less innocent shaft of speech in the battle of life but i now ask myself whether i really never wrote at any time in my life something quite as unconsciously absurd as the chronological table of the lovers of helen the progress of science renders useless the very books which have been the greatest aids to that progress as those works are no longer useful modern youth is naturally inclined to believe they never had any value it despises them and ridicules them if they happen to contain any superannuated opinion whatever that is why in my twentieth year i amused myself at the expense of monsieur petit radel and his chronological table and that was why the other day at the luxembourg my young and irreverent friend rentre en toi-même octave et cesse de te plaindre quoi tu veux qu'on t'épargne et n'a rien épargne look into thyself octavius and cease complaining what thou wouldst be spared and thou thyself hast spared none End of section twenty one